Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and anything else we can think of. As always, I am Nick, and joining me this week is my colleague, YouTuber extraordinaire, and someone who has a questionable grasp on the concept of time, it's Dapper Paperbag. Hello. See, I thought backhanded uh, starting <laughs> it, backhanded starting intro because we're a bit late. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good, yourself? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I didn't quite realise how much I've been up to this week. Yeah, you've been up but, to more than what I have. Which never happened. It's a sign. <laughs> it's a sign that it's getting ready. It's time for me to go back to uni. That's what the sign I was is. Just, I was just having that thought. That probably is what... <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a point when we're both back and we're going to have like one bullet point each. Yeah. <laughs> or we're both going to be so hungover that just... <laughs> I don't actually go out with my uni friends. That's like, the thing I do with it. 99% of the time ends well. It's just the 1% of the time it doesn't. <laughs> oh my god, some of the stories that you've told me. Jeez. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nick is quite the party animal. Oh yeah. But that's for <laughs> another day. So yeah, what have you been doing this week? Um, I've actually been doing a lot of research work and pre-production for a documentary which is going to be about small YouTubers. I've got the guests lined up. Is is the title Small YouTubers or just really far away? <laughs> uh, I'm actually, I might use that as a title. <laughs> You're welcome, I expect a 10% cut. I have no idea like what I'm going to name it, so it's just working title. Pretty much like our <laughs> show notes. Yes. Every single week is like, episode 23, working title, episode 24, working title, I never change the titles. Yeah, but... oh no, you've let people <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Yeah, and um, I did a Sims 4 prison live stream of where me and my friends were placed in a prison, and we were, well actually we were still in the prison, I should say, because it started three, four weeks ago, Yeah. and yeah, we returned to them because last week we didn't visit them. Okay, and so I trust I trust they're doing okay. I came back and like two of them had fallen out of love with each other so I had to make them like each other again <laughs> and like get married so that they wouldn't fall out of love with each other. And then yeah. like one of my friends, like my female friends started flirting with me. So I was just like, what? And um, yeah, um, Flywheel kept getting caught cock blocked as the nice. term is. It was so funny. The best thing I... is is it was by uh, a character that we have called Evil and he wears a hot dog outfit. It's <laughs> named after one of our friends and it's something that he would do <laughs> as well. Oh god. So it's really weird that everyone's kind of living up to their actual personality yeah. which is really weird. And I played Diablo 3 and I had a cool GTA dream. And it was well, awesome. I know you're not going to explain it in, in its entirety, <laughs> but cool is not the word I would use. It was the fact that I got an email from Rockstar in the dream that said, hey, come and be a QA tester. Yeah. And then I woke up before I got to see GTA 6. Oh, then you could have leaked <laughs> it and then you would have been famous. Uh, even, like, in the dream, they were they were like, yeah, you can't tell anyone about this. And I was just like, I won't. <laughs> just let me play the game, please. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Nick? What have you been up to? 
I thought, um, I've been up to quite a bit this last week. Uh, I'd probably say the sort of the big story of my last week is mm-hmm. I went on friend of the show Dave or at Mumongo Gaming's uh, YouTube show Pillow Talk. It was really good fun. He uh, he sat and played No Man's Sky while we sort of chatted about everything from well, I'm not going to ruin the surprise. What I would pick as my superhero uh, power <laughs> to what? actually. Uh, Actually, to us trying to be a bit more serious in discussing the, uh, things like disability. So that's good. That was really good fun. That was. Um, I would happily do that again. And also, yeah. big shout out to um, to Dave himself, because just as we finished recording, Dave informed me that over the last 40, about 40 minutes we've been talking, his audio has, hadn't recorded. Mm-hmm. So he managed to do an insane editing job and basically like put in his half of the audio after the fact which is an amazing achievement. Yeah, which is an amazing achievement and if you li- and if you listen back to it you really can't tell. I can yeah. only th- I can I can only tell a couple of points because I was obviously there there, there in the first instance. So yeah, it's huge um huge yeah. props to him for doing that and it was a load of fun. I would happily do it again. So yeah, we'll include yeah. a YouTube link to that. Yeah, put it um, this way I- like I didn't even notice and you know that I noticed shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, he told um, me, and I was like, can't you just redo that? And he was just like, yeah, I'm going to have to. And I was like, mm. good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I also surged forward and finished the uh, main story of Assassin's Creed Syndicate for the second mm-hmm. time. That was good fun. Um, there are, reminds me, there are still a couple of bits in that game that are quite broken, but it's mm-hmm. fine. And that led me, because I needed to scratch that Assassin's Creed itch, to possibly uh, do one of the most rebellious things I've ever done. Now, just <laughs> pretend while I say this that I'm wearing those deal with it glasses. I bought a copy of Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh. <laughs> See, like, I was in two minds. I didn't know whether to advise you on, like, not getting it. And then I kind of yeah. wanted you to just rebel just for the sake of rebelling against yourself. Yeah. Well, to be fair, it was very cheap. I paid £13 for it, so I didn't exactly pay £45 for it. And it was funny, I was expecting it to have an absolutely huge patch, because obviously that game was a cataclysm when it first launched, but it is only 6 gig. That's not bad in comparison to the 19 gig Witcher update. Exactly. So what you might be able to hear, listeners, in possibly in the background, although DAP will probably remove it, is my PS4 whirring as it updates itself So hopefully, um, what I will do is I haven't. It literally arrived today, so I will give you an update on what I think about it next week. Um, I had a lovely sort of gaming moment this week where I um, played uh, Crash Team Racing on my old PS3 with my mum. Aww, which was great. It was a real nostalgic moment. I should point out I beat my mum thoroughly. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it proves I've still got it. Damn. Yeah, I'm slightly annoyed that you can't. The PS1 classics don't mm-hmm. work on the PS4. There's absolutely no way to transfer them over, which is a bit annoying. They yeah, just don't time. support. They'll probably just like yeah. remaster it and just be like, hey, here's another fucking If they do remaster that game, tag. I'll happily buy it. But an interesting trick I learned is um, when I got my PS3 out, I have two controllers, but one of them was broken. And I happened to read somewhere that you can actually get a PS4 controller, a DualShock mm-hmm. 4, working on a PS3. That's and like you, cool. don't, you don't have to do anything weird. Literally, you connect, uh, you plug it in using the char- uh, mm-hmm. with a charging cable into the USB port in the PS3. You hold down the share and PlayStation button. Yeah. And then that puts it in like a Bluetooth syncing mode. And yeah. you go into the you go into Bluetooth settings in the PS3. 
uh, it should pop up saying wireless controller. Uh, you just say like pair, and then it worked flawlessly. That's pretty cool. So I mean, I guess I, I, it, I guess it yeah. probably just think that it's like a third party controller or something. Exactly. So um, I'm really happy about that because it meant I could actually play. Because it got to a point where I was gonna play, and then I was like, oh, I've only got one controller. <laughs> but thankful. So yeah, that's a good. That's something I didn't yeah. know. Uh, and speaking of Bluetooth, I finally over the last week got to give my the Bluetooth headphones I bought a, a proper test, and they're really really good. Um. They're really comfortable. The range, the range is really nice. I love not being tangled up in the cables. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's a couple of nice features. If it's running low on battery, it will beep in my ear, which yeah. at first really, which at first wigged me out when it first did it because I was like, why the hell is there beeping in this podcast? My headset does that for about three minutes. It goes beep 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 beep. Yeah. Just lets you know, and then you it know, goes the, again after a minute, and then again after a minute, and it just switches yeah. itself off. I've, heard, I've I've found one very small issue with them with that, but that's just down to how I use them. Is that when they're switched on, there's a blue light that flashes just to tell you they're yeah. on and they're connected. But that means if I'm lying in bed listening to things or watching YouTube and it's dark, it's quite you can't. The there's no way to turn the light off. Yeah, I have good bit of tape over it. I did think that, and I was considering that. But yeah. What about blue tack though? If you're just in bed, just put blue tack over it. That is a good idea, and I I thought I had some blue tech. That was just the sound of my drawer opening, but I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so other than that, I'm really enjoying them, and it's actually got to the point where I don't ever wear two. I don't ever wear both of them in because yeah. the seal of the sound is so good that if someone wanted my attention, I can't actually hear them. Yeah. So well, yeah, that's I'm ha- happy with my investment. Like I wander around with like my headset. Cause my headset's got like a good, like seal of sound and there's like yeah. noise cancellation everything just because i'm so delicate oh noise and Aww. like it just drives me crazy when people just can't you know be quiet i'm, I'm imagining you like a cat you just don't like high-pitched noises or rustly noises or anything i just don't like people <laughs> <laughs> i had this discussion with five last night that i actually share a very similar like personality with a cat as a cat right <laughs> i dislike about 80 percent of humanity like all i want to do is sleep and all i want to do is eat like <laughs> yeah i'm basically a cat in a human's body <laughs> oh god like and don't worry i'm not gonna like dress up as a cat and then like, yeah don't yeah because people do people do that and it's weird do you see that youtube video of that woman do that Yes. Oh my god. I think actually that, I, you've seen it through me, actually. That is not, this is not the place to have that discussion. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, One but, question about your Bluetooth headset. How do you charge it? Um, it, it's, uh, it has a mini USB uh, mm. slot in it. And like, it's quite good. It's, it's, all, it's all flush and basically yeah. you pull out this little tab. And the great thing with it, it's nice because it's mini USB. It means I've got like a million cables. Yeah. Because the really annoying thing was they gave me a built bundled with the headphones was a really terrible like ten centimeter long cable that's not very good. Yeah. Whereas I was actually I was playing PS4 at one point, mm-hmm. but obviously because the PS4 uses mini USB as well, I was just charging the headset using the PS4 cable. Nice. So yeah, it works. It works really well. And it was funny they the quoted battery life was five hours, and I was like. Yeah, that's probably bollocks because never believe what they say. But I would say it's around that. Did you hear about what PlayStation are going to be doing for PC? No. This is just, I don't know if it's true. It's just oh, a rumor. Is, bl- is this the Bluetooth adapter thing? No. Right? Oh. 
there's a rumor going around in the PC gaming world sphere. Um, pretty much, they're going to be making PlayStation games accessible on PC. It's going to be a monthly subscription, so it's kind of going to be like Netflix, but for games. Yeah, no, I think this is the same thing. They're launching PlayStation Now, which yeah. is their subscription service on PC, mm-hmm. and they're also they're also launching a Bluetooth dongle, so you can use your pads without having to use like third party controller ah, mapping software. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, but I, sh- I think credit to I think the almost better than silence podcast for mm-hmm. informing me of this. They reckon the Bluetooth widget thing though is going to be like twenty five dollars. So fucking hell. I kind of think it was just a way for Sony to get more money out of us. Yeah, I'm kind of just like... I mean, I think it would be cheaper for me to buy a PS4. <laughs> if I'm <laughs> yeah, completely honest. But like, yeah, like you, I know you want to play Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. So maybe wait until Christmas, because then you could get you get Father Christmas to give you some money towards it. You'd be able to get a PS4 Slim or maybe a Neo if you wanted to. January sales. Yep. Or even Boxing Day sales. Well, that's exactly... I, I bought my uh, PS4 just after Christmas. Just after yeah. Christmas. As a present to myself, which is the best sort of present. <laughs> yeah, I usually just like buy all the shit that I want for Christmas for myself and then just leave yeah. my family to surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you just have to act surprised. Yeah, like, I, they ask me, what do you want? And I just say, just give me money and then I can just put it towards something big that I want. Yeah. Well, that's what that's. This is um. This is not the games, but this, that's what I normally do as well. Like yeah. the majority of things, I know what I'm getting, and then yeah. my family always tries to make one thing that we don't know what we're getting. So there's like one yeah. surprise, which is nice. Um. Anyway, there's not too much news this week. It'll probably be quite a short episode. Mm-hmm. Although we do have some amazing news coming at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. Yeah. But the first bit of news is that um, some PlayStation Four games will be offering. Um, basically PSVR support as a, as a free uh, update. So to explain mm-hmm. that, there are certain games that once PSR, PSVR launches will have VR capability added in. So it's mentioned a couple of weeks back that uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider will have PSVR capability. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a few other games. And the, the assumption was going to be that for basically all of these games, you were going to have to pay to basically unlock that compatibility. However, it's been confirmed that there will be a few games where this will just be a free update, provided you already owned basically the non-VR version of the game. The only sort of games that have been confirmed for this is Hustle Kings VR, uh, Super Stardust Ultra VR, and Bound. But yeah, so we we don't know any more beyond that, but it's at least nice that on the face of it, we don't have to be shelling out extra money just for VR support if we've already spent £400 on a PSVR headset and move uh, controller. The thing is, is like what's alarming me is you say a few games, which makes me think that there's going to be games of where they will do that, and that'll be shady. Yeah, I I think it's varying between developers. It seems the likes of like Square Enix are quite happy to bundle this in for free, mm-hmm. whereas like in-house Sony are kind of like, hey, maybe give us some more money. Yeah, but to be fair, Square Enix has a good like community team. Yeah, although speaking of Sony wanting more money, I didn't realize until recently that Sony has has done what Xbox has done with Xbox Live, whereas if you want to play online, you have to have PS Plus. Yeah, because I thought 
PS Plus was just about, hey, have some free games. I didn't realise they'd... But no, that's mainly because I don't play multiplayer games. But See, like, that's what I dislike about PlayStation. Everyone gave Xbox a really hard time on the fact that they charged, but their servers were stable, and their ser- servers yeah. are usually up pretty quickly before PlayStation on the PlayStation yeah. 3. Now, like, Sony were just like, oh, we're the good guys, we're going to do it for free. Gave you absolutely terrible servers. Yeah. Now, but, PlayStation well, 4, they're charging, and they've still got the same issue with their servers. Well, with, the without sounding like Sony Defense Force, I would yeah. say they've got better. Yeah. And obviously, while while I know Xbox have done this with uh, games with go- uh, games for gold or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. Sony did have the whole thing of at least they gave they gave you like yeah. five free games a month. That's pretty. So good. like when you when you kind of do the maths, even though like the initial shout out is like sixty pound a year. Or when you when you're getting like even I know I know they're never they're not normally like big AAA titles but even if they're just lots of indie titles you still up, basically make yeah. you make back the cost so yeah but still I've just I've mm, I wouldn't mind if their servers were like a lot not even so much stable but like went back up a lot quicker I wouldn't mind yeah. that but like that's kind of what's put me off is I'm just like, really? I'm going to be paying that much already? Pay for an Xbox subscription? Although I don't actually anymore because yeah. fuck it, I've got a PC, I don't need it anymore. Mm. And that's another thing. And then now I'm thinking that twelve ninety nine a month thing. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I mean, it is a bit more affordable for me, but like, yeah, it's going to be like a World of Warcraft subscription. Yeah, although if you want to get PS Plus, I'd almost recommend starting your subscription now because yeah. they're about to increase the price. <laughs> That's cool. Just, um, you know. Yeah, just Not pretend cool. you have a PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, like, I don't... Well, I don't know how it works, but I don't see why you couldn't just say, here's my email address. Start yeah. the subscription. Like it's <laughs> Because, like, then I would be paying for something that I don't use. Yes. Which would be a waste of money. Exactly. <laughs> and the question is, will Assassin's Creed Unity be a waste of money? <laughs> um, from my experience when it first came out, yes. Mm. But like with the price that you got it at, I wouldn't complain yeah. if I'd gotten it at that price. Exactly. Like even if it's glitchy, like it's still like a a thirty odd hour game. Yeah. And for that money I don't think you can really I just found the story like so hard to get into. Like Well it's fun. It's funny you mention that. I was talking to a friend of mine. Admittedly, he was playing on Xbox, but he was saying his biggest problem with it wasn't that it was broken, it's that he just found it a bit boring. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with it. But I'll wait to see. The setting really appeals to me. It's got Napoleon in it, so... But if you're wanting to do the co-op thing, which is broken as fuck... Uh, No, because I've got no friends. It's like a few hours into the game, so you have to, like, unlock it. But you don't have to, like... You don't have to do it to finish the game, do you? No. Good. It's just an option. Yeah, that's fine. That's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, our next story is basically, it turns out, there's a lot of um, games set to come out in September. And given yeah. that it is just the beginning of September, uh, we thought we'd give you a quick rundown of them. Um, we will. I'll give you a brief explanation of some of the more obscure ones, but there are ones here that you should be able to work out kind of what they are from their titles. Yeah. So, coming September the 6th, uh, we have the Tomorrow Children, uh, which is a game set in a post-apocalyptic dystopia designed to resemble the Soviet Union. It's uh, basically a sandbox adventure game with survival elements, and you'll be sort of 
fighting monsters as well. So, uh, interesting concept. On September the 8th, we have the latest in the Phoenix Wright series, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Spirit of Justice. Uh, that will in- that will include other Phoenix Wright characters, such as Apollo Justice, and um, it will apparently get in touch with their spiritual sides, which is interesting. I know they're a, it's a hugely popular franchise, both in Japan and over here, so I hope, hope that does well for those who uh, enjoy that franchise. Yep. On September the 13th, I know we've mentioned this previously, but Bioshock the Collection comes out. So that is the first three Bioshock games now are nicely polished on the new consoles. And, and if you've got the original games, sorry, if you yeah, if you own Bioshock or Bi- and Bioshock 2 on PC, you'll get the uh, updated version for free. Nice. Which, isn't, which is quite yeah. nice. Dead Rising Triple uh, Pack as well. Yep. Yep, Dead Rising Triple Pack is quite interesting because I think... Yeah, for Mark, because of their 10th anniversary, they're putting the last three games they did on PS4 and Xbox One. And if I'm right in thinking, this is the first time Dead Rising's been on PS4, uh, sorry, PlayStation. So, so yeah, and they'll put they'll be including all the added DLC, and then also Dead Rising 4 will be coming in December as well. Yeah. Uh, we also have coming out on the same day NHL 17. So that's hockey. Pac-Man Championship Edition 2. Yes, I didn't know, think, but but Pac-Man is still going. Yep. So anyone who wants to play that, I really don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2017. Uh, then we have Recall. Which, which is, is going to uh, be amazing. Yeah, a lot of people are quite excited about this game. It's an Xbox exclusive. It's kind of set in a futuristic, robotic sort of... Uh, environment and it's kind of been mysterious and it's going to be an action game uh, we also have The Witness uh, which was that sort of crazy ass puzzle game that everyone was raving about that was on PS4 and Windows and it's finally coming to Xbox One so uh, anyone with the right sort of brain I'm sure will appreciate that I, I didn't dare go anywhere near it because I think the puzzles would make my brain explode <laughs> Uh, on September the 16th, we have Dragon Quest VII, Fragments of the Forgotten Past for 3DS. On September the 20th, we have the newest Destiny expansion, Rise of Iron. Uh, that's Thank all you for that. Say. That, was a, that was a lovely noise, and I'm sure the sound wave was beautiful. It was quite uh, thick, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We also have NBA 2K17, uh, Shin Megami Tensei IV Apocalypse for the 3DS. On September the 27th, we have a FIFA 17, unsurprisingly, with lots of new things, yeah. and a blonde Lionel Messi, apparently, so that is definitely <laughs> going to be a pre-order for me. We also have the much-anticipated Forza Horizon 3 for PC and Xbox. That looks pretty good. Yep. Uh, we also have XCOM 2, uh, which is a PS- uh, coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, and then on September the 30th, we have Yokai Watch 2, I can't believe I've already started the second game because I didn't think the first one had been out for very long. But that's kind of the yeah. sort of Pokemon-esque game that's absolutely colonising Japan. Like <laughs> it is everywhere from what I've heard, and it's the original. I think the original game did quite well over here, but I think a lot of people have said, "Hmm, it's just Pokemon again." Not that but there's anything people... wrong with that. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, if um, what we'll do is we'll add, we'll put a link in the release notes to an article, so you can get a bit more of an in-depth idea of what those games are yeah. about. So now we move on to our discussion topic for this week, and I must say, when Daffa suggested this, she knew it was going to be a hard sell for me. She was laying it on thick. She was trying to be all nice. All I said was pretty please, and you gave in. 
<laughs> yeah, but that's yeah, but that's because you saying pretty please is like the equivalent of like buying normal people buying like me a present or something. Like you never say pretty please. It's like it was literally like I gave you the puppy dog eyes. I had the wagon exactly, tail. Yeah. I was running exactly, around yeah. in circles. Exactly. You just wanted to throw that ball, and you did. <laughs> yeah, and now I wish I'd picked up the ball yeah. and run away. <laughs> so yeah, what well, do you want to take the reins on this? What is the topic for this week? So yeah, the topic for this week is sound design in games, good and bad examples. So, Ooh. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. So I don't know t- if you want to go first or Okay, I'll go first. Um I was saying to Daffa before the show, it's um I don't um like I don't often notice sort of sounds in games that much. I don't know what it is, I don't know if it's because I sort of focus in on the action. So I don't really have any examples for bad sound design because I'm not that much yeah. of an audiophile to really care. But a couple of good sound design uh, examples I've got is Left 4 Dead 2 because that used that had yeah. little music that had little musical cues for all the different special special infected. Yeah. So I used to, like I got quite into like oh you hear a certain cue oh shit it's a witch everyone get your lights everyone get your torches off and yeah. get ready and just little things like that and um uh, the other one is numerous games do this but. They'll do the thing where as you enter combat, the music sort of swells upwards. Yeah. And as sort of the fight is finished, the music dies down. And like quite a few times in games, I've been like on the verge of dying and thinking, oh, I'm not going to make it, only to hear the music taper off and think I'm safe. Yeah. Like I think the I think the original Tomb Raider was quite well known for doing that. Yeah. That it, the music would amp up like a shit ton. Yeah. It's like Destiny oh. would do that and then it would get so loud that you wouldn't be able to hear your friends like talking to you this is kind of unrelated and I will let you um, go into your points in detail but I see you mentioned The Witcher 3 without spoiling it would you say you got a good ending in The Witcher 3 I haven't finished it yet oh okay no it was (laughs) because it was because there was an article written by a particular someone who you may or may not be hearing more about about um bad endings in video games on Vice and um, uh, they mentioned sort of a less than positive ending to The Witcher 3 and I was like that's not what happened to me and I didn't realise it had multiple endings but anyway it has like 50 endings yeah I can't talk around the issue anymore so I'll just let you go on to Dapper examples of good sound okay so as you guys I'm going to get the first two out of the way because I've spoken about them before both of Sign and Order and Doom both by the same like sound designer Boom. yep that you have a terrible man crush on so, one of the games that I actually found, re- the sound design is just amazing because it's so peaceful as Portal and Portal 2. Yeah. It's just, it's so weird because, like, the most horrible things are happening yeah. in the game. And it's like, you have this really calming voice saying, I'm going to kill you, kind of thing. Yeah. And, like, these little turrets, they're so cute, but, like, they, and they have this really soothing voice and then they say like the darkest stuff ever yes. same with GLaDOS it's like it's so calm and so like I legit I watched my friend stream it I was in bed and I could have fallen asleep not because of his stream being boring because it wasn't it was just <laughs> the fact that it was so relaxing to watch Yes, and I was just like oh this is such a good game and like I'm not good at puzzle games, so I wouldn't be able to, like, spend a lot of time on it. Yeah. But I just think it's, like, 
even when like you go through the portal, it makes this sound, and it's just it makes you wonder how the hell they did it. Yeah, and well, it's I've, just um, it's, it's crazy. It's interesting that you um mention more relaxing things yeah. because I think that plays into something that one of our listeners talked about. But I'll let you yeah. carry on for the time um, being. One of my other favorites, people are just like, "Oh God, she's talking about this game again." GTA Five, just because. Shut up! Shut up! No, you're not talking about that. You talk about it too much. <laughs> You've used up your allotted time. No, but it's just because the way they created it is really interesting. There's like a whole you. There's like an hour long YouTube video. If you're like an audio nerd, check it yeah. out. <laughs> um, basically, a lot of games run off of the same audio engine, which is why. Some games just all have like kind of okay sound. Yep. And when it comes to like GTA, they like to do things. Rockstar like to do their own thing, as we all know. And yes. they developed their own sound engine. And in my opinion, for like open world games, it's kind of like set the bar in regards to sound. I think I read somewhere that they had like. I think it was like 49 different sound locations without throughout the city or something like that. A stupidly yeah, high number. And, and yeah, it's the the attention to details that's for weird. So like, I've heard it mentioned a lot, but if yeah. you're driving a car and you get out, uh, you can actually hear the engine ticking yeah. and stuff like that. And it's crazy. It's like what they actually really worked on was trying to get the latency between the sound and the actual like car or person. Like yeah. spawning, which is why sometimes you'll hear the sound, and then it'll, you'll turn, and then you'll see like the person all of a sudden be next to you. And yeah, it's like it's really clever because latency is like <laughs> a lot of game developers don't get it right, and <laughs> like I'm not gonna go into like who I'm talking about. Oh wait, it's in bad sound, so I probably will. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, it's something that they've like really worked on and it's kind of like the way their engine also works. It's like they have like all of these recorded like files and it kind of like searches through for like the most relevant one. So it'll be like, yeah. oh, this is like this kind of car, so I'll, it will search like through that and then find like the relevant sound for it and what would be around it and stuff. And it does that really, really quickly. When you're driving at full speed as well throughout the game, and it done it on PS3, Xbox 360, does it on yeah. like modern consoles and on PC, and they also managed to. What I found interesting was the fact that they have two different. So when you're developing for Xbox, I can't remember the name of the file codex. I think it's like EXMP or something, something like that. And when you're developing for PlayStation, it's just MP3. And I yeah. thought they would have both been running off of WAV because it's uncompressed. The worst file format ever. It's not. It's actually really good. It's Quite, just it's you, the most difficult file format to work with. It's like you just don't like it because it takes forever to download. Yeah, and you and import and export. It takes five years to do anything. <laughs> it's the worst format. But. Yeah, because like, the main reason that Nick hates it because 
after like the first interview that I did in the podcast. So I just went, oh, do you want it in MP3 or whatever? And he was like, oh, I'm not bothered if you send it as a WAV. And I was like, oh, well, it's uncompressed. So then that way, when you do compress it into one file, that you won't lose as much information. And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one and a half gigabyte. One and a half gigabytes. And I think it was about 10 to 15 minutes of you downloading it. Yep. <laughs> you were sitting going, this is taking a long time. And me and Brad were just laughing. That is why there is now a blanket ban on WoW files. <laughs> if we ever have any guests, it's MP3 or yeah. leave. <laughs> but like, I do have a little subsection for OK sound. Yes. So like sound that's like, is good, but it needs worked on. A game in particular is Witcher 3. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, the atmosphere and like the wind yeah. and stuff was good. It's just roach. I feel <laughs> like when he would like, there would be like this kind of. There would be a point of where like he would be walking between like grass and dirt, and I feel like they should have had that sound. So it was like between like the road that had a little bit of grass on it. To be fair, I think that was part of the problem is how. Roach is animated where he does that stupid thing where he appears like 15 paces from you oh, and then don't. approaches you. So I, I wonder if that's something to do with it. That just like you can't quite code it in such a way. Because uh, like the bat- I've played Battlefield 1 beta and their horse. Oh my god. Like I, w- I was playing it and then like I watched my, fr- I watched my friend stream it and then. Um, he was just like, oh, this horse is like doing this. And I was just like, I just wrote to him, I says, you need to name that horse Roach. <laughs> and then, because some of my viewers were in his chat there, <laughs> a couple of them wrote, yeah, you need to name it Roach. Jesus. <laughs> One thing I will I will say in um, favour of The Witcher 3 is I think yeah. it got its sound in combat really right. Mm-hmm. Like, every sword strike always felt really yeah. weighty. Which is, which is one thing I think a lot of games don't always do. So like yeah. you can fire a gun and it doesn't really feel like it has any weight to it. Like I think uh, Tomb Raider's bow and arrow is very good for that as well. That's I feel, why I love use, I, using it. I feel like games like Battlefield and... Call of Duty don't have much weight to their guns. Yep, because they need to, yeah. they have to focus on other things like multiplayer servers. Yeah, It's like GTA, they actually... That was one of the things they spoke about is that they actually... What was it he exactly said? Basically, the only way I can describe it is, like, they developed the sound so it sounded authentic. So, like, if you had an automated weapon, each bullet was, like, the sound of that bullet, but it wasn't using separate audio files. It was, like, actually... it It was really weird the way I described it. But yeah, mm. I just I really—it's my life goal to be a foley artist for GTA. Yeah, I once um, it's it's funny you mentioned foley artist. This is a tangent, but there was once an episode of Doctor Who Confidential where they explained the use of foley artist in Doctor Who. Yeah, and how and they the created the Cardiff. In, the two things that stick in my mind is the sound effects for handling the sonic screwdriver is done with a corkscrew. Yeah. And the particular noise for when the TARDIS door squeaks. Yeah. And that always sticks in my head. And now if I ever hear that noise in another TV show, I'm like, that's the noise of the TARDIS. Yeah. Um, I was at BBC 
um, sound, I don't know, sound studios yeah. in Glasgow. And they were talking, they were telling, they showed us like their Foley room and stuff. And we've got a Foley room in my uni. And like the girl was talking through it and she was just saying, oh, this is how we do this and this, this, this. And she says, it's really weird because your software that we have that sometimes has like generic sounds, so like a creaking chair. And she said, I was watching this film, it was a Brad Pitt film. I think it was the Quentin Tarantino, it was, was it Brad Pitt that was in that? It was a Quentin Tarantino film that she was watching. She said, that's yeah. office chair. <laughs> that's office chair right there. And she oh recognised the sound. And I'm, yeah. I will admit, I'm a bit like her in that respect. Yes. But, yeah, it's like the TARDIS was created in, like, the most bizarre way, because it was literally... Well the, well, the noise of the TARDIS is, isn't it like strumming a, the strings of a piano and playing it backwards? It's actually a key awesome. being run down yes. the piano. Yeah. The piano strings. So there you go, that's random Doctor Who trivia. Yeah. Do you also know that the uh, the TARDIS interior was designed like in a stupidly short space of time? Yeah. Because the production people really couldn't be bothered. So they just like stuck a few things together and said, here. <laughs> that and they didn't really have the budget either. Yep. Because um, it was supposed to originally be a kids' TV show. Yeah, um, have, you, have you ever have you ever watched the um, the like docudrama they did? Yeah, that's that's really good. Barry Lambert is my hero. Yeah, first ever that um, show. I think I mentioned this previously in the podcast. Had the first ever female producer in the BBC, and the first ever Asian director in the BBC. And the Asian yeah. directors, like he is massive now. Like he is, I think he's retired, but like. Yeah. He did really well after Doctor Who. So yeah. Yep. Um but yeah, so what's your bad sound design? Uh this is gonna be so trivial and people are just gonna be like, Yeah, but it's it's a mod. But Gary's mod has really bad sound design. But I can but forgive that, what, it. That's just but that's just a sandbox for the source I know, engine. Like it's I know, not a... like but still it's pretty bad. But like I can forgive it just because it's just so much fun and I enjoy Gary's yeah. mod. And Telltale, and I've already discussed why. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm not and gonna... lack of animation syncing with. Yes, sound. I'm not. I'm not going to open that door again. Yeah. What about you? I cannot. I cannot do. I did. I did mine. <laughs> I start. I started off. Oh, I thought you would have said No Man's Sky. Uh, no, but funny enough, you bring that up. Uh, Robin Bates at Coaching for Geeks does bring up No Man's Sky. He says, gorgeous music, really atmospheric, and then your bloody exosuit won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> Such a mixed bag there. Yeah. And he's very, very right, because it's little things like if you um, upload a load of discoveries you make, mm -hmm. it will say, like, credits received every single time, mm -hmm. which is a real pain in the ass. But the worst thing is um, it warns you when your exosuit health or, like, your radiation shield yeah. is at 75 and 50%. So yeah. it's almost constantly um, beep, beep, telling beep, you stuff. Beep. Yeah, which is exactly why I don't play the game with the game audio in, and I just yeah. listen to podcasts, because it annoyed me. And funny enough, I do know, for anyone playing it on PC, there's a mod that's literally called Shut Up, Yeah, and it, and it, cuts, <laughs> and it cuts all that out. I think Dave installed it, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> every five minutes on his... Not even every five... Every, like, ten seconds on the stream, you just hear beep, 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 beep. Yeah. To be fair, I think it would be more fun if that mod replaced any bit of audio from the exosuit of um, the 12th Doctor just saying shut up. <laughs> yeah. 
like I would find that I would find that better. I would find it funny. <laughs> like I just I don't know. Like No Man's Sky, the audio didn't really wow me. I don't know. I quite like I quite like the general soundtrack because mm. it's not too bombastic. It is quite nice and it's quite quiet. And I will say, um, if you go to an Atlas interface in game, I got in there and I'm like, I'm in 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Like it was super atmospheric. Like you know, sometimes there's music that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Like have you like have you, have you ever seen Prometheus? No. That's the uh, for anyone who doesn't know. That's the prequel of sorts to Alien. But anyway, the whole thing about in the sound design of that, mm-hmm. a lot of the audio is actually reversed. Yeah. To try and make it more uncomfortable. Yeah. And I've no other film does this, but there is something in the audio that does weird things to my body like I don't know what it is yeah I know what you and mean and it's only that and it and it wigs me out every time I watch it like it just makes me like it makes like my spine vibrate it's That's really weird actually clever yeah so yeah if anyone if you want if you want an example of good sound design I think you should watch that film I may actually watch that even though even it's not a mitigated car crash everywhere else I just I don't like those kind of movies it's got Michael Fassbender in it if that helps Fuck you, I try and help. <laughs> but like I'll check it out. If it's got good sound, I'll check it out. Yeah, I think you should. I think you'd enjoy it. Just um it's it's a very jumpy film, so you might want to watch it with someone so you can give them so they can hug you. <laughs> but yeah. If you ever want to contribute to any of our discussion topics, remember you can tweet us at GWB Pod. You can email us at GWBpodcast at twit at gmail dot com. As has as has John this week, John of the One Track Gamers. He emails in saying, Hey Gwivers, when it comes to sound design, I'm not sure as I can't think of anything at the moment. The only great sound design example I can think of is Silent Hill 2. In that game, the setting the setting in the mist-filled town of Silent Hill was eerie and the ambient sounds lurking around made you even more scared. As for bad sound design, I'm interested in what you guys and any listeners say because I'm drawing a blank. Here's my question to you guys. This might be our game a question for our podcast as well. What is the video game that defined your childhood? I'll save my answer for the one-track gamers cast. Thank you kindly, and game on, John. So, what is the video game that defined your childhood, Dapper? I've said this before. <laughs> well, say uh, it again. GTA cause... 3. No, yeah, GTA 3, because it was the first ever GTA game that I... I had, the, I had GTA 3 on my dad's computer. Yeah. I've got no idea why he let me play it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that is not my answer. It just reminded me that yeah. I used to play that game. Oh, the time spent so long trying to jump the bridges. Oh, don't. The time spent trying to evade the wanted level for jumping the bridges or swimming under them. Yep. I'm so glad they got rid of that in five. I hope they continue with that. I would rather unlock a character than unlock areas of the map. Yes. Agreed. Like, it just annoyed me. Yeah. Just thinking about it, it's just making my blood boil. (laughs) Yeah, my answer, I, I ummed and ahmed, uh when I saw this question, and I think a lot of, I could give a lot of answers, but my answer is going to Robot Wars Arenas of Destruction, <laughs> because it is my, it is because of that game that I met one of my lifelong friends, and without that game, we wouldn't have actually met each other, so uh, that's going on my list, I'm casting that as a childhood-defining moment. <laughs> and because even though I haven't played it in literally years, I can still give you all the commentary, uh like one-liners. <laughs> um, smash! And again! Crippling blows with the force behind that. 
It'll be tough to get through that polycarbonate shell. The flywheel has flown away. It'll be doing no more damage today. Um, That's pretty funny. They could better melt them down, I suppose, and make a whole new robot out of them. Uh, they've made robot pizza of themselves. Oh, and I'm sure there are others, but that's a great game. There was another. There was a good game that had it. Was like I think it was WWF SmackDown. That's how long ago it was. WWF. Oh God. And uh, yeah. To be fair, I think all wrestling game commentary is quite fun because in the newer games, if you create your own character, you can get them to say certain phrases, <laughs> but you can just mash together the ridiculous phrases that make no sense, and it's oh. oh. I've come so close to buying a wrestling game, even though I know nothing about wrestling, just for the character creation. I have a wrestling game. Which one? Not, I think it was WWE, like, 2015 or 2016. Uh, 2K15, please. Oh, oh pardon because me. Because they're, they're edgy as all hell. But, yeah, um, I got it, and I've not played it. <laughs> There's well, so many just... games that I've got on my Steam that I need to finish. If you won't do it in The Sims, will you try and create me in WWE? 2K15. Shit, I knew there was something I was supposed to do this week. Yes, something you've been supposed to do for the past, like, three months, but yeah. that's not the point. Anyway, um... <laughs> it's like, ha oh, oh. Actually, we do well, need another male to, like, date the other female. So this works out perfectly fine. Thank you. Slide, sliding into the Sims house. Yep. Slipping into their that. DMs, Nick. I knew it! I knew you were going to make that joke. <laughs> it's like, on, oh. um... Pillow talk, but I knew you were going to make that joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, which one? I can't remember. I'm not going to tell it because it's like oh, disclosing yeah. the funniest part. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's oh, that's unfair. <laughs> Surely it had multiple funniest parts. <laughs> yeah, but like there, there, there was funny parts, and then there was the funniest part. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, but no, we've got just as we wrap things up, we've got a couple of general podcast announcements. First of all, we have smashed the 700 total downloads barrier. Uh, last I checked, it stood at about 715. And that's purely on Podbean. That doesn't bring into account iTunes or Stitcher or anything. So we just want to thank you lovely people for your continued support, especially given that over the last sort of month or so we've gone through a lot of changes, whether it be personnel changes, format mm-hmm. changes, having to bring on some crazy-ass Scottish woman. Just <laughs> Yeah. We appreciate no. you sticking with us and sticking with Nick yes. mainly. Yeah, yeah, because I am the only constant. Yeah. But yeah, and our our um our other big bit of news, and I've been toying um with how to sort of put this, is that we I this I don't want this to sound disrespectful to anyone that has previously been a special guest on the podcast, Dapper included, but in the next couple of weeks I am hoping to get on by far and away our biggest and most high-profile guest uh, we've ever had on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. I will give you, well, you might get a couple of hints, but I am working with her, so it is a woman, yeah. uh, to, to, hammer, to hammer out a date. We're hoping it's going to be sometime in September, so it'll hopefully be in the next two weeks. And if we pull it off, well, you're going to see the small, tiny amount of professionalism I have on this podcast the window. Fall, through, fall through the floor. <laughs> So have fun with that. So yeah, we've got what I hope is going to be a fantastic episode coming up. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. And I'm going to stay being cagey because I like being mysterious. Cagey, Nick. So Dapper, 
So Dapper, don't the hell, don't you dare spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. Like I'm not one for doing things yeah. like that. To be fair, if there are any amateur detectives out there, you will be able to work out who it is because I had to send a public tweet to them. So yeah. If anyone cares, you could scroll back through my tweets, but please don't, because that's slightly creepy. <laughs> or you could slip into his DMs, you know? No, 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 <laughs> don't do that. Funny enough, I tried to do that, but I couldn't. You tried to slip into their DMs? That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah no, well, not not in not in the sense that that tone of phrase implies. Oh. I just, I tried to DM them, but yeah. I couldn't. I think, I think they've got privacy things on their you account. You have to like be both following each other in order to do that. Oh, really? I didn't know that was yeah. the way it had to be. There is, oh, like, a it. request thing that you can put in, oh, and okay. they approve it, but, like, yeah, you have to both be following each other. Oh, okay. Best just to email uh... her, and then just tweet yes. her saying, hey! So, yeah, that's that's the only hint you're getting. It's a girl. Yeah. So, yeah, prepare for me to, me to be doubly flustered as I try and fight off two women. <laughs> So yeah, uh, this final episode, that episode is either going to be the peak or the low point of this podcast, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be the peak of the podcast. Yeah, and like I said, we don't mean it as a disrespect yeah. to anyone that's guested on the podcast before, but this is just someone that I would never in a million years expect to get on this sort of pokey little show. Mm. So yeah, I look forward to that. Um, I think that about wraps up for this week, Dapper, unless you've got any uh things you want to mention uh no the pdf will be for the show notes will be downloadable yes. because yeah it'll look nicer yeah, for anyone, than the yes, fucking podbean one yes for anyone who doesn't know we've started putting a link to a pdf of our release notes over the last couple of weeks because anyone that's noticed is sometimes the formatting of our release notes could be all over the place on podbean yeah. we're not entirely sure why it does it but it's such a pain to fix that we just thought it was easier that if it really does bother anyone and you're struggling to understand it, then we'll include a PDF at the bottom. Which, Pardon me. Which is really pretty looking. It is. It looks really nice. Yeah, so I definitely recommend you check out the PDF because it's so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose it just remains for us to do all our ridiculous corporate stuff. So remember, if you want to tweet us, you can tweet us at GWBpod. If you want to email us about coming on the show or feedback on the show or questions or discussion topics, you can email us at GWBpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Snapchat at GWBteam35. Uh, you can find me personally on Twitter at another GMG blog. You can find my blog at nickpjenkins25.wordpress.com. You can find me on Steam as Merciful underscore Fate 497. Dapper, when people find you. You find me in a first Dapper paper bag. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so, yeah, that just about wraps it up this week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm terribly sorry. I've been slightly interrupted. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much, everyone, for listening for this week. Um, and I suppose I'll say bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.